Welcome to Different From The Other Kids, a weekly talk show for parents with challenging children with host Angela Sunis, a parent whose teen was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Each episode, Angela will have a discussion with an individual or professional within the mental health community. Different From The Other Kids, Season 1, a production of Marketing Maven. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Different From The Other Kids. I am very happy to be joined here by Ian and Julie together. I wanted to have the conversation or a conversation with them about uh, what it is to be a couple under the kind of pressure that they're under with their daughter having uh, mental illness struggles. Just so there's a little side note here. This is the kind of couple that you look at and are always a bit amazed. They will uh, sit and hold hands off to the side. They're always loving. They speak to one another beautifully. That's just my experience. They're laughing right now beside me. And it's, it's, they're always quite cute all the time. And I don't know how they do it because I have also seen parents under this kind of strain, uh, with a child that is, uh, challenging and at each other's throats. So welcome you guys. I just wanted to give everyone an idea of the kinds of challenges that you face as a couple. Um, as I say, under the kind of constant daily, hourly, sometimes every five minutes challenge of uh, dealing with uh, a child with these kind of disruption that you would have in your life. So um, give me an idea if you can. You must have your own little things that you do together in order to stay connected when it is that you're dealing with the kinds of things that you guys might do together. Do you have your own little rituals? I would say we dine out a lot, especially as as Sophie has gotten older. We've had the ability to go out. We take that time on our own, and we will dine out a lot. We do lunches, we do dinners, and that's kind of our escape, I think. And from the get-go, it, it has never been an option that we would separate, divorce. It's This is a serious thing, and it's not fair. I don't think that one person goes through it on their own. This is... Um, our child, and we will stay together and, and do everything we can to make it right. Amazing. Yes. What are, the kinds of, no, what are the kinds of things that you would think that you guys do as a couple that help you to cope? Well, I will say that I think, sometimes I think that the challenges that we face have become the glue. And, mm. you know, where some people might, you know, separate and go their separate ways. I think it's, we've leaned on each other and we've thought of our of this as our challenge and that it's something that we must do together. And I do, I've often thought, I wonder if she was quote unquote normal, if um, we would have a strong a marriage as we do, hmm. because I do think of it as the glue sometimes. Hmm. Okay. So talk to me about uh, vacations. Do you vacation as a family? What's that like? <laughs> There's shaking up the heads going on here. <laughs> We tried that one time, actually. We vacationed as a family. We went to Bahamas uh, with Sophie, and it just didn't go very well. She In was, what regard? It was a nightmare. She, she was not happy. Is not, she worse out of her environment? No. No, I think it was just taking the same person to a different location and the same result. Hmm. Not happy. Nothing was ever good enough. So for vacations now, we just vacation on our own. Again, we've been very lucky to have a very supportive family. Once, At least once a year, we take a week to ourselves, go south, go somewhere in the U.S., a city, do something on our own to kind of recharge the batteries. Okay. Do you guys ever take uh, little separate little segues? Like, uh, Julie, I know that you're close to your family and you're very close to yours. 
Do you ever go and uh, have a visit with your mom on your own, sisters on your own, Julie? A little bit. Not too much. Um, I'll do dinners out with friends or with family. Um, Ian does some weekends away with the guys to do golf where he recharges a little bit. And I've done some family spa weekends with the girls. But I always feel more recharged uh, if we do something together. I love that feeling of reconnecting and doing something just on our own. And I think we come back better parents after that kind of respite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were actually talking in and I were talking about um, the ability to have any respite care. Julie, I never asked you this. Do you know of any way that you or anybody else can get any respite care for a weekend so that you guys can get that time? I think I've only ever heard of one program and I can't. I don't even know what it is, and it was years ago. Is there ever a time that you're looking for something? There's got to be, that you're looking for a way out. What do you guys do when you need to get out, like, right away before you... I'm sorry, I've been in a position with my daughter where I thought I would throttle her, (laughs) physically assault her, Uh, have a a very (laughs) difficult, challenging time keeping my hands to myself there i would assume that you've been under the same kind of strain what do you guys do under those circumstances no we're very restrained <laughs> it's never happened <laughs> not to us it's uh it's happened many many times and we're lucky we feel that sophie is now 13 and we can finally walk out the door um, and what we've had to do in the last couple of months was we installed uh, cameras in the home, surveillance cameras, okay. because we used to leave the house and she would call and, you know, threaten suicide. She was going to harm herself. Um, so we had cameras installed so that we could leave the home and turn off the phones and be able to no, she was know she was fine because we could view her via the surveillance cameras on her phone. Okay. So tell me if you wouldn't mind, there's probably parents out there that are, would love to know exactly if you wouldn't mind sharing where it is that you set them up and what system that you used and was it worth the cost to you and who installed it and how do you get it on your phone? Uh, We utilized uh, a system called Dropcam. So anytime Dropcam is listening to this and they want us to give us some royalties, that would be great. (laughs) Um, Julie set them up. She did everything from hooking them up to the computer, but setting them up in a a perfect place in the house where you would never know they were there. So did they install? No, Julie did. did it all. Oh, you did? We just picked them up for 200 bucks, I think, for one camera. Um, and it's all Wi-Fi. They store the information in a cloud. It's a great system. Okay, that's awesome. And very simple. Well, sorry, Jill, not that simple. And, and you can move it. So, you know, I would have it in the dining room one day, and then I could move it up to the family room. Depending on when we were leaving, where she was at, what she was up to, we could move it, and it was... Oh, that's cool. Easy. That's kind of like a little nanny cam, if you will. Yes. Okay, that's fantastic. Now, so there's no other way, really, um, you know, we always grapple as parents with when it is that um, our children uh, threaten. Well, let me ask you this, which isn't really a couple question, but it is a question that I'm curious about. I know for myself, I have no idea when my daughter tells me, uh, that she is going to harm herself or do something, I really have no clue if it is that she's going to or not. Probably maybe somebody else might be able to tell by uh, looking at her body language and those kinds of things as to whether she's really threatening or really not. She's told me in the past, oh, no, that time I really wouldn't have. I just didn't know what else to say 
or I didn't know what else to do. Do you find this um, uh, a real threat when it is that she says it? Do you think uh, that is something that, I mean, it could always happen, but is, has she ever tried anything? How do you guys deal with that, with that as uh, if there's such a thing as dealing with that as a couple? Do you guys back each other up? Do you, are you in constant contact during the day? I don't think there's really ever been a point that we felt she was really going to harm herself. There have been threats, and she has said that, but no, she's never tried anything. She's not, not a cutter. So no, I don't think that we've ever really been concerned that was really going to happen. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it was a card she played in mm-hmm. order to draw us back into her drama. Mm-hmm. And the camera actually was very good at letting us know that she wasn't um, in any danger and you know you could see her moving around and or listening to music or whatever she was doing so she would be on the phone saying I'm going to hurt myself but she would hang up the phone and then she would go and listen to vines on the computer and she was totally fine so it always felt like a card she would just play to try and draw you back okay so for those parents that are going to try and utilize the drop cam (laughs) there is an option on the phone that lets you speak through it oh we were at a restaurant having lunch one time and accidentally clicked that button and all the restaurant noise came through and then we saw sophie race out the door so be careful when utilizing the tools available to you on that particular app Okay, so one of the things uh, that I'm curious about within couples is um, work. I know that you two have the ability to somewhat work together. Julie, when you're having a hard time, how much communication are you having with Ian? How much does he want? How much is it that you need in order to get through your day? This would be a tough one mm-hmm. um, because you're you're looking for him, and at the same time, he's trying to concentrate. It's tough. That's a, that's a tough one. I know I'm asking you a, a tough question. Go ahead. It is really hard because I feel like I need his support sometimes, but at the same time, I know he's the breadwinner in the family. He's um, needs to do his job, and if I am sending him a text message saying, oh, my God, this is crazy, then I'm taking him away from what he needs to do. But I feel very torn uh, because I do he's, – he's my guy. Like, he's the only one I can – you run out of – I feel like I wear other people out and, mm-hmm. you know – He's in it with me. So Mm -hmm. um, it is hard. So sometimes I try and not say something, but then I do. And Mm -hmm. I feel bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Ian, how how difficult has this for you been in the last, you were saying it's probably been since March, that the worst of this has been happening. How difficult is this for you to deal with work-wise? Yeah, I think I've said this recently to Julie that it's been very tough. It's um, where we are now. Again, we're in a better place in the last three weeks than we have been in a long time. So from March until that point, uh, it was definitely affecting my job where I, you know, my work and what we're doing and us personally, but I was constantly dragged away. We're going to appointments with the psychologist. So yes, definitely it was somewhat impactful, but, uh, but it's not fair for Julie to, you know, bear the burden of all that. It's not right. Mm -hmm. So you have to do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys also work together to a certain extent. I don't know to what extent. Julie, are you able to jump in and out of your work environment? Have you been able to work at all in the last little while? And how much of a burden is that on Ian and whoever else is working with you to uh, make up for the fact that you're not there? 
Um, I'm extremely lucky with a very, very flexible work situation. Um, so I work part-time. I have a home office. I'm only expected in the actual office once a week. I'm only working 20 to 25 hours a week. So, And we work for the same company, but we don't. Well, we have some interaction, but not a whole, whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me... I can function and I can do what's expected of me, uh, even though I'm very distracted by looking after Sophie. Mm-hmm. So is that difficult for you, Ian? That must be hard to even watch. She's only in once a week, but you must sit there on pins and needles wondering how she's going to be when she gets in and whether she's going to be a nervous wreck, judging from what happened that morning getting Sophie at the door. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll send a text message every morning saying... How did you make out this morning? What happened? Most of the time, it's same old, same old. It's not not been a good day, not a good start to the day. But she's off and on her way. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, it's not fair for one person to have to mm-hmm. bear the brunt of all that mm-hmm. hostility. And, again, it's a lot of hostility. Mm-hmm. Touch wood, we're in a different place at the moment. It seems to be a little better. And um, we'll see where we go from here. Okay. Okay, so... Usually bedtime is a great time for couples to connect. That's usually at the end of the day when you can sit down and have a glass of wine or a tea or whatever and reconnect. How does that go in your house, Uh, especially with Sophie being the age that she is? She's probably not very anxious to give you that time these days. Um, Are you able to get time at the end of the day together as a couple? We love Sarah Quill. (laughs) Good answer. Life has changed since Sarah Quill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Prior to Sarah Quill, which was three weeks ago. She's a really good friend of Julie's. It's her twisted sister, Sarah Quill. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. No, that's funny. (laughs) So, okay, so... Before Sarah Quill, it was a nightmare, total nightmare. Just the moment it was time for Sophie to go to bed, it was just like that moment that she was expected to detach and go off on her own. She would just escalate to this crazy, crazy place. How long have you been dealing with that? Well, that was... Has that been forever or just the last while? That was... Any time outside of Abilify and okay. Sarah Quill. Okay. So So you got you got two excellent sisters yes. there with you with some great names. Yes, we love those antipsychotics. <laughs> Mood stabilizers. Mood stabilizers is something. So what time would she take her medication? Um, now we have her take it around eight, eight thirty. And so at nine o'clock she's done. And she wow. willingly goes to bed and you never hear another sound. Well that's Awesome. Julie also goes to bed at 9 o'clock. So, yeah, I watch my MASH episodes at 9 until 10 and have a glass of wine on my own. (laughs) Well, it's exhausting. That's all I'll tell you. From her in her defense, it's exhausting dealing with these guys all day. I was not being critical. I know. I I hear you. (laughs) Okay, how about mornings? Uh, Ian, are you around in the morning, or is it uh, Julie dealing with uh, everything? It's it's all Julie, really. I've um, I'm out the door by six o'clock. I like to start the day early in the office. I have started to try to go back to the gym, and I'll do that once or twice a week. And then I can take Sophie to camp or to school, which I I plan to continue that. Hopefully, to relieve Julie from a bit of that. Okay, cool. 
And Julie, how are your mornings? Mornings are not easy. Okay. Um, there's a great deal of hostility every morning. She wakes up like that? She wakes up like that almost every day. And so it starts immediately. It starts immediately. And I will say I'm getting really pretty good at just not letting it affect me. Uh, I just ignore, I walk away. Uh, but it does sort of leave you with this feeling of being abused and being a bit of a victim. But I'm just, I'm getting better at just not letting it stay with me. I just, I have this visualization of being transparent and mm-hmm. whatever she's throwing at me just goes right through me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when she is in school, mm-hmm. how's that going? Is she a regular attender at school? And does that give you some time? Yep. Like for you, I would imagine Ian's at work, mm-hmm. uh, when you're not at work or when you're working from home, do you actually get some time? Is the school calling you? Does she stay at home from school often? Cause that's very common. Uh, no, not too much. Um, she goes to school and she generally stays there. I do get sometimes a call to say she's very dark. She's oh. negative, but for the most part, she is, she is best when she is in a structured environment when she is um busy when she was with other kids even though she might not have really successful relationships with those other kids she's just better if she's got structure any downtime is a nightmare Mm -hmm. okay so ian mentioned that he's trying to get back to the gym so when it is that you're not working a 20 to 25 hour a week is not small um are you able to get to the gym one of the things that you do that keep you together because uh, I'm really surprised you guys have been through some, so much in the last little while. I look at you some days and I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I know myself. I got pretty close to a complete nervous breakdown at certain points. And I'm looking at you, and no offense, but I'm thinking, how much more can you take is all that I'm thinking. So what do you do to combat this? What is it that you do to try and put an even keel in the water? Uh, well, okay. Well, that's I a do, hard question. I, I just asked you. I'm sorry. I know. It's I okay. can see it. It's not, you know, all kinds of I do a lot. Uh, I'm a big exerciser. I walk the dog twice a day. I lift weights. Um, and I meditate. What kind of meditation are you doing? I do transcendental meditation. Okay. Guided. Uh, what does that a, mean? It's guided. No, it's with a mantra. Oh, okay. I took the course. Okay. I got sucked in. No. <laughs> Uh, but I do, I think that, um, all of those things are very important and I especially love the meditation. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I'm a big, uh, meditation believer, even though I'm I'm really bad at it. Mm. Um, how long are you meditating for and how many days a week? My goal is every day, twice a day for 20 minutes. Good for you. I don't always make it. Mm -hmm. I do at least once a day for 20 minutes. When do you do, when is best for you to do it? Uh, you're supposed to do it in the morning and in the evening, there has to be six hours between your meditations. So usually I wake up and I will meditate between six and six thirty, And then I try and meditate again around three before Sophie is coming home from school or whatever activity she's in. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind sharing uh, for these guys, cause some people won't have any idea how to get in touch with a meditation course. What did you take and where did you take it? Can, would, is it easily available? Was it online or did you do it live? I, uh, Googled transcendental meditation because I'd heard a lot about it and I ended up, uh, finding a teacher at McMaster university. Oh, and so I went there for a four day course 
Oh, cool. Um, I will say that it was very expensive, and I think that I could have got where I am for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that mindful meditation is just mm-hmm. as effective as transcendental meditation. It feels the transcendental things feels a little bit culty to me, but I'm there, and so I'm doing it, and I believe in it. But I think that there are other ways to get there, mm-hmm. and I think that the mindful meditation is just as effective. Yeah, I've I've done uh, a couple meditation retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through a period of time myself in my life where I had, um, I guess, what they would call panic disorder. So I was having uh, panic attacks, and I was put onto uh, a program of meditation. I was terrible at it. I don't think I got anywhere within the twelve week program that I did. Um, but I went on a couple retreats uh, that were weekend retreats. They weren't overly expensive. You can find those on the internet, and that was quite effective. Um, but I found, I do find myself even now easily out of practice. So then I go back onto YouTube and I do guided ones. Um, one thing that I found really good for sleep is a sound wave meditation. Have you ever done those? No. Okay. Anyway, they're kind of cool. Ian, do you meditate at all? No. I, <laughs> excuse me. I, I do not. I, I have Robert Mondavi as my sleep feed. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite a guru at what he does, so I'll believe that. Um, okay, anything else that you guys can think of? If it is that you're talking, if there's somebody on the other end that is either in a relationship that wants to keep it or is a single person that is looking for the right person that they can settle down with and maintain, establish and maintain a good relationship between the two partners that are uh, parenting or at least living in the same house as this person that is um, a challenge mentally. Uh, is there anything else that you could suggest for them to do? Big ass. <sighs> Suggestions, uh, no, other than you, you have to really live it to to understand it. And we married each other because we love each other. We had a child because we love each other. And there's no reason that we shouldn't love each other because... We have a child that is now needing help. Mm-hmm. Highly challenging. Highly challenging. Very great way to describe it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say, again, other than the motto has always been divorce is not an option. We will stick this out and uh, and figure it out as a family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys, one last thing. I just want to hit this one more time because I think it's it's going to be important that people understand what it is that you guys do together. So you do family events together. You do meals together. When it is that you have a challenge, do you ever come up against each other in it with Sophie? Is there ever a time that you split and there's, is there a constant split of some kind that that's, that's difficult? You know what? I would say going back to the beginning early on, um, Julie recognized this. And I think we talked about that earlier. I was a big uh, proponent of spanking. I thought, you know, this is just bad behavior. And I've been completely proven wrong. So I'm glad that... Uh, that I, would have been a disaster. Exactly. I didn't go down that road. But it's that was guess. really my thinking. But Julie was smarter and had really researched a lot of it and pinpointed that this was not something just bad behavior. It was... Well, good for both of you. dealing with something different. Good for both of you. Because that, that totally... That takes two. Because that is a complete split in... Parent, uh, parenting ideals, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what was it, Julie, is that just your upbringing that that's where it came from? Or did you know just inherently maternally that that wasn't something that was going to work for this child? It, it wasn't my upbringing because I 
certainly was familiar with the wooden spoon. Yes, we were both beaten severely. <laughs> yes, not severely or anything, but I mean, it, it was certainly, you know, part of my early childhood. And, uh, but I just, I don't know, it was just something that I, as, as Sophie um, started to show herself as a different kind of kid, I just researched it and I read and read and read. I just made it such a priority to just try and understand her. And I knew that to become physical with her, to meet her nastiness with more nastiness in any way. And when you're, you get to such an elevated place because she made us crazy. And then to sort of allow yourself to become aggressive with her would prove it was, it was going to end in disaster. I knew it would be children's aid society because Mm -hmm. she makes you crazy. Mm -hmm. So I always knew that that was not the answer. And we did have some battles over that early on. But as the years have gone on, we've had less and less battles. But it's been a process. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you guys are, um, as I say, a delightful couple to spend time with and to be around because um, uh, you're always a constant reminder of of what works. And uh, I really appreciate that you guys have been here to... Uh, talk to everybody today, and um, I know it's very personal, some of the stuff that we're talking about. So I just want to say on behalf of everybody, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. And thanks again. And please review our podcast on iTunes. We've got a book on Amazon of all of these interviews. Please don't forget to follow Different From The Other Kids on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for all your support. We'll see you next week. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I am not even that well-educated. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different from the Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider. Thanks for listening to different from the other kids made possible with the support of Erlington Fitness and Racket Club why go to a gym when you can be part of a club you can find them online at www.erlingtonfitness.ca thanks for listening we'll see you next week different from the other kids season one a production of Marketing Maven